This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On today's show, Star Wars Rogue Squadron gets its writer, Shang-Chi delivers another trailer, and we're talking about Loki mid-season review. Well, hello there, everybody. This is episode 86 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. 1986 was the year I was born. Uh, just I a fun fact. I didn't forget um, that was, this is your show. This is mine. Dedicated Last week to was you. Yours. Um, we have Nicole on the show with us once again. We always like to welcome her back to the show. And I don't know. You don't have to reveal what year you were born in or anything, Nicole, if you don't <laughs> want to. But, um, but yeah, so how's everybody doing this evening? Doing great. Very good. Doing great. How are you? I'll I'm just say well. I was years of the great Star Wars original movies. That's all I will say. Okay. Fair there enough. we go. That, I'm one of those levels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, yeah, we, we are once again, like I said, so glad to be joined by Nicole today as we venture into our Loki midseason review. But before we get to that, we're going to give our recommendations for this week and we're going to talk about the news of the week as well. Um, do you guys have any recommendations first before I give mine? I have a little bit of a weird one and uh, I've been on a, as far as my music listening kick lately, it's been uh, Coldplay, which I know is not um everyone's favorite band but i do love love me some coldplay and uh i was listening to one of their older albums you know older um from like i, I want to say like 08 07 08 called viva la vida and oh that's a good one the very last track on on that um is called death and all his friends and I want to recommend Death and All His Friends because it's a wonderful song. It's not as uh, bleary and bleak as it sounds. Um, it's <laughs> no, actually it's, it's actually not. very uh, uplifting and hopeful. And you know, it kind of talks about not wanting to fall into you know these vengeful traps. You know, kind of wanting to you know be be better than than all that. And uh, it's it's just it's a really good song. Starts off you know kind of tender and soft, and then builds into this anthem. And uh, for me, it's actually one of my favorite Coldplay songs. I think one of their most underrated songs, and uh, it, it's on. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or you know for free or anything like that. Or if you have any of those services like Apple Music or or um, uh, Amazon or Spotify, I'm sure it's on all of those. Um, but yeah, check out uh, Death and All His Friends because I, I think it's a really great song. So listen, weird recommendation, not my normal TV movie stuff, but I wanted to go with music this time. You know what, Adam? I, I have to agree with you on that, though. I am a, a Coldplay fan. Um, I'm more of a fan of like Viva La Vida and before Viva La Vida. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't keep up with them too much after that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Um, 
but I do love that album and that song. So that's a good recommendation. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Nicole, do you have something for us? I actually have two recommendations this week. Excellent. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. because This is probably something you guys don't know. I actually like to cook and bake. So one of my favorite shows is actually watching Top Chef. And this year, of course, they are in Portland. They're coming up on the season finale. And I have been loving it. It's been an amazing season. Uh, Considering all the restrictions and everything, they've actually done a really good job on this show. Uh, And my other, of course, is Superman Lois that had its kind of finale because actually comes back on july 13th right okay. after two particular people's birthdays so i'm really excited <laughs> the fact that i have something to look forward to the weekend after my birthday already because it returns already on july 13th so nice. superman lois was amazing you're into superheroes i have been really surprised cw really i think did really well on this one Cool. So. I've heard nothing but good things, and I haven't watched it yet. I'm kind of waiting to uh, binge it's, it and stream it. I think but... I have one dislike, just one, and it's very minor. But beyond that, it's it's a really good show. Nice. The actors, the actresses, they're all doing an amazing job. I'm I'm impressed. I haven't watched a CW show in a while, so yeah. I was really taken aback. I was like, whoa. I, even on the first time, I was like, okay, this is really good. Nice. And then it yeah. just kept. Just, it keeps you on your your feet. You're like, on, you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is this going to happen next? And it just it's slightly different from Marvel, and I like that. I cool. like the fact mm-hmm. that it's keeping us on our toes, cool, and keeping us guessing. And it's I'll give this away. It is it's finally beyond Superman and Lois and their love story. Okay, it's mm-hmm. finally beyond. You know, they're in a different part of life. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, and that's what I like to see. I like the fact that we get to see something else other than Superman and Lois at their dating scene or courtship, yeah, right. you know, mm-hmm. getting, you know, finally we're beyond that. And that's awesome. Speaking of Superman so. and Lois and their courtship, I don't know if you all saw this and we didn't have this in the news, but did you see that uh, um, um, I, Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling are working on an animated uh, Smallville series? Oh. oh yes, I hear something about that. Very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very interesting. Is Smallville good. is another wonderful show that I really want to get back and revisit. Mm-hmm. I I did, and I grew up with Smallville, so yeah. I feel like yeah. the last time I watched a CW show, other than Seventh Heaven, it was probably Smallville. That was probably my main <laughs> one too. Like CW lately has, like <laughs> honestly, they've burned me out a little bit with Arrow and and Flash. Um, because I ended up getting pretty disappointed with both of those shows, and that's kind of why I'm waiting on Superman and Lois just to, you know, binge it at once and, and enjoy it that way. Um, but, but it's getting harder and harder to binge. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the way that they're setting it up, it's like a few weeks, and now all of a sudden it's back again, which was, again, right. it was quite a surprise. Yeah. I mean, two weeks off, and then we're back already. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've heard great, great things about that show. And I think I need to check it out. I mean, in, in terms of CW shows, I was really into Arrow for the first like two yeah, or three seasons. Um, absolutely blown away by Arrow. And I love that mm-hmm. one. That's That was like the only one I really watched. Um, but then, yeah, I'm with you, Adam. It got a little disappointing as the seasons went on. But um, mm-hmm. I used to watch when I was younger. Um, I think it was Lois and Clark, which oh, was yeah. maybe on like oh yeah um, <laughs> for sure and I, with uh, Dean Kane and uh, with Dean Kane and Terry and, uh, Terry, Terry Hatcher. Hatcher yeah yeah I mm-hmm. used to love that show 
So I know the show's probably not like that at all, but um, but I am I think I should check it out nonetheless. You would think though that they would have it. Of course, at the time, I think when that show came out, it was called the WB. So you know oh, Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm surprised though that CW doesn't have rights to that and put it on their app in comparison. Yeah. So, kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it is. Interesting. Um, my recommendation this week is a show that's been out for a few years that I always wanted to watch and I just never got around to it. And it's on Netflix now. Um, I believe it was a USA show originally, and it's called The Sinner. And Jessica Beale is like the main character of this show. And I mean, I kind of want to tell you guys like what happens. It happens within like the first 10 minutes. So I don't know if it's like a spoiler or not to say it, but it's like a, this major event that happens. Like she does this thing that is just very surprising and, and it just kept, caught me off guard. And like, I don't necessarily want to spoil that for anybody, but basically the, the entire show is about figuring out like why she did this thing. And and you, you get to look back at like her childhood trauma um, that she experienced with her family. Um, basically her sister had some type of like, I forget what the type of cancer is, is called that her sister had, but, but Jessica Biel's character, Cora is like blamed for it, basically blamed for everything that happens to her sister. And, um, and she just goes through all this childhood stuff. And, and then you see these flashbacks in her memories as she's trying to remember, like she had a period of time in her life where she forgot, like for two months, like a whole period of two months, like is, is gone from her mind. Hmm. Um, and she experienced some other kind of trauma. And so the whole show is about like revealing in this detective, trying to figure out why she did this thing that she does, um, that she's arrested for and everything and on trial for. And it's by the end of this season, all the pieces come together and it all makes sense and everything. And it's like mm-hmm. eight episodes. Um, Brittany and I watched it pretty much in one night. Like we, 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 we like watched like the first or two episodes and then Friday night, like we watched like six episodes because we just couldn't stop. Um, it was so good. So I, I highly Eight recommend the center. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So that is the center. There are, two other seasons too. I think each season is about a different character in a different situation. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Highly recommend that one, but um, that takes care of our recommendations for this show. And we are going to move on to the news of the week. Sold out every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. I make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. I make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! Okay, so first up in the news this week, we got some more news on the Batman, and I've been wondering about this one. Um, and they're doing some reshoots. Uh, Colin Farrell and, um, and Robert Pattinson are doing some some reshoots for the the Batman, which is scheduled to be released uh, in March of 2022. You know, this is a movie I'm really looking forward to and really excited to see. Um, I feel like it can't come soon enough. So it, w- it was just nice to get some kind of news about the in updates on this because I know it got shut down for for COVID and everything a couple times, at least once. Um, 
And so they are still filming, still working on that with reshoots. So, Yep. Good to see that's going forward again. Definitely. Um, next up, we have some Star Wars news. Um, we, we have a writer um, for Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which is going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. And the writer is Matt Robinson. And I don't know about you guys, but I've never heard of Matt Robinson. I'm not very familiar with his his work or anything like that. So I, I can't really speak to how good of a writer he is or if I'm excited about this or not, I'm, you know, because I, I'm not familiar with him. But the only thing I've seen of his is and it's weird that they called this one out in the art in the article, but it was uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold because Grace, yeah. Grace wanted to yeah. see it, and I really uh-huh. didn't didn't like it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, then, there you go. So an I, interesting choice. I have, maybe. I'll have to look him up. I yeah. I don't know any of his work. I mean, but I have not seen Dora because, well, that's not <laughs> like in my. No, like my don't daughter have, don't, is, have, don't have a reason to. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem like something we I would ask her to go see. So we're kind of like beyond that stage. It wasn't bad. And even if it was little, I don't know if I could watch it. So right. it wasn't bad. It's it wasn't like it, it's a movie that you wouldn't be seeing if you didn't have a reason to. And but you know. maybe this filled his type. Maybe you know that's another thing. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes me because this is a better fit for him. So let's hope. But this is just a better fit for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm sure there's some reason that they, they hired this guy to write this film. So we'll find out. Um, s- sticking with star Wars. Uh, we, we got a kind of a mid season sneak peek of the bad batch. We're about, you know, halfway through um, just as we are halfway through Loki, which we're going to talk about. Um, we're about halfway through the Bad Batch, and I just thought we could take this time, you know, just to talk a little bit about what we think of it so far This at this halfway point. Um, I know for me, I really enjoyed the first episode. I really in, in enjoyed that ex- extended first episode and everything with the whole Order 66 thing and Caleb Doom and all that stuff. And then um, the past couple of episodes I've really in, in enjoyed with the introduction of reintroduction of Cad Bane. Um into the story and everything and with some more answers being given as to why they're really after Omega and, and what her role might be in, in all this. Um, and I, I've, I know in our discord server, I was kind of talking a little bit about drawing some comparisons between the bad batch and the Mandalorian where, you know, I kind of, it's a similar type of story. I mean, you, you have these like characters that you wouldn't expect, whether it's the Mandalorian or the bad batch, um, you know, basically raising this, this child and keeping, trying to protect this child who's being kind of hunted down by bounty hunters and different things like that. Because in, in this latest episode, it was kind of revealed that they're trying to, again, like extract um, some kind of genetic material from, you know, from Omega. And um, so I see a lot of similarities there. And, and even the idea of like these cloning projects that they're doing, because, in the Mandalorian, we saw all those um, cl- potential clones that look like it could be like Snoke related. And then in this latest episode, it was kind of similar to that. Um, so I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Um, again, I really liked the first episode and then the last couple. The, the other ones in between, I was, you know, they were just fine. And it just, you know, but I don't know. What do you guys think? 
Bad Batch hasn't really grabbed me all that much. Uh, it's not bad. It's not. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, it's not that I dislike it. it. Just hasn't grabbed me that much. Um, but uh, the parts that you mentioned, like the high points there, I, I've also enjoyed. Uh, but the, but the rest of it's you know, it's it's good. It's just not. Mm -hmm. You know. Then a good question though for you: Do you think it's because of the simil how similar it is to the Mandalorian at this point? Is no. that could that be? Your <laughs> I've had a hard time getting excited about a lot of Star Wars stuff lately. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a little bit of burnout or yeah. if it's you know other stuff around it, um, but it's uh, it, it's that I I know it's that it, it's nothing yeah. specifically about the show. It's the mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. it's really the stuff that's the ancillary stuff behind uh, around the wow. show, around, not mm -hmm. just the show around Star Wars in general. So yeah, yeah. certainly understandable. Uh, I I hear you, and I echo that. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I will. I don't usually say that, but I will say that out loud here. Yes, I definitely <laughs> echo your feeling. Um, you know, I do like the Bad Batch, um, and I know you. I think actually it was. I think it was myself who actually responded to you, Josh. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, it does. It does. There are similarities and things. Although what I'm really liking is some of these duels. That that's been like one of my favorite things are the duels and things and mm -hmm. uh, kind of figuring out who Omega is. Although I've also said, "Ooh, could this be really Omira?" Because I always mm -hmm. felt like we never got that answered from the Mandalorian. It's like the mm -hmm. king did one. It's like, please tell me you did not just have this awesome character who obviously has more experience than for whatever reason, and you're not going to explain her story. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Whether it is or not, but that's another thing. See, we found out something else about, at least I did about uh, Boba and his, what they actually called him. So that's why I'm like, I think if she's still alive, she had a name change. Um, mm -hmm. So that is something I will stick to. But beyond that, I mean, great show. But again, I, you know, I'm definitely excited more for like the book of Boba Fett. And I'm, I just hope that at some point the show is going to vary from the Mandalorian. I will say mm -hmm. that because yeah. I think it needs to at this point to stand alone because if it's identical to the Mandalorian, what's the point? You know, it's yeah. got to have some originality to it and some uniqueness, but really good show. I'm really liking it. So, or maybe this is just Mandalorian smear for kids. <laughs> kind right. of. Kind yeah. of. Actually, I take it back kind of because especially with that last, yeah. that yeah. last episode, that's not exactly all kid friendly. <laughs> <laughs> no, not exactly. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, never mind. This is not <laughs> we're kind of close. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying it for for what it is, and and being more and more intrigued with, like I said, with the last couple episodes and the possible connections to the larger universe, and connections even to Boba Fett or the Mandalorian, or you know, um, what have you. So I'm definitely here for it. I'll definitely you know keep on watching it for sure. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts. And I think it's also going to lend us some more ideas as to what is coming, like in the book of Boba Fett, too, because mm -hmm. we know we've seen Fennec Shan. So that means we're getting some of her pre prequel before we get to the book of Boba Fett. So I'm right. I definitely am also, I am enjoying that part of knowing of what might be coming for her for that mm -hmm. character. Yep, agreed. So. Um. And we're going to jump over to Marvel for a minute here. And we're going to talk about uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is something that I 
didn't know a lot about going into, you know, like the first teaser, which I saw the first teaser and I was like, oh, this looks really cool. Like, I'm really interested in this, but I didn't really know quite what it was about or what the deal with the Ten Rings was. But this trailer, I feel this trailer looked uh, very different. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives us a hint at the story more, you know, it tells mm-hmm. us more about the story and, and what's happening in the story. And, and we see that this character is really in conflict with his own father, it seems. And, mm-hmm. and these 10 rings give him these special powers and everything. And it, it seems like it's something that's maybe been passed through his family and, and he's trying to earn that right as well. Um, but it seems like his his dad might even be the bad guy, or you know, in, in this movie. But I'm really intrigued by that story, and seeing in this trailer, I think got me even more excited for for this film. Yeah, for sure. And it gave us a big look at Abomination, which is interesting. People were mm-hmm. really talking about that because that's like a Hulk villain. Yeah, you know, mainline Hulk villain. That's that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I have to say though, so. Right or that the trailer came out or the second trailer came out last week, you know, Rogue One Radio and I, we, we were discussing Iron Man. And when I was rewatching it, I got, I got a reminder. And that is that the 10 rings is actually introduced in the first Marvel movie with Iron Man. And I went, really? What? <laughs> yeah. They do mention yes! the 10 rings in that movie. Yes! Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So I, yeah, now right. I'm now I'm more excited because now I feel like hmm. I feel like somehow in the long run it's going to be connected in some long sequence forms because Kevin Feige has been very much known for this whole time with his he's like the master of the Marvel you know universe so I feel like there's going to be something there's going to be something we'll see I mm-hmm. might be wrong but I I actually think I'm right so. interesting yeah. Yeah, I didn't really think about that until you just mentioned it. So, um, yeah, and we're we're gonna we're gonna jump to a different franchise in, the, in our next um, news article, and this is about Avatar. And and when it comes to Avatar, I feel like everything with Avatar is like ten or fifteen years too late. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm like, are people still interested in Avatar? Oh, I don't yeah. Know. oh yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the first movie was really well done. I really enjoyed it. And the, the leaps in technology, especially with 3D, I think it's the best looking 3D film I've, I've ever seen, um, given the fact that it was really filmed in, in 3D, I believe, actually. Um, but this is a video game, Fr- Frontiers of Pandora, which is going to be on the next gen consoles, you know, PS5 and everything coming out in 2022. Um and I guess it uses a micro detail system that can load thousands of assets, say like plants, for example, at a time to create a highly detailed environment, which I think th- this game is really about putting you into the world of Pandora and putting you into that environment, which I love. Um, and I think that this trailer looks really cool. It, it looks really great to like dive into that world. Um, I don't know if you guys you know, got to check this out or not, but yeah, I did. Um, and it, what it really sounds yeah. like is Ubisoft is, uh, revamping their snowdrop engine, which they've used on other games before. And so they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, uh, you know, kind of making this almost like a, a 2.0 for lack of a better term for snowdrop, Um, so that it can load these, uh, uh load these, like you said, plants and wild uh, plants and plants and wildlife and, you know, that type of stuff. And use the GPU, the graphic, the graphics uh, card a little bit different than than they have in the past. 
Um, they're talking about ray tracing for this, which is like a mm-hmm. natural light uh, use in video games. Uh, something that's newer technology that's just been out in the last couple of years. And uh, so yeah, it, it sounds like they're putting all the all the bells and whistles into this. So hopefully, hopefully that translates into good stuff from Ubisoft. Yeah, I was definitely impressed with what I saw in the the, the trailer for it for sure. Um. And last but not least, we have some kind of unfortunate news about Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was once again injured um, while filming a movie. You know, we know this happened. Uh, also, the sky is blue. During the force. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also in news, the sky is blue. Um, but yeah, I mean, we know Harrison Ford was injured on working on The Force Awakens. He was injured during Blade Runner 2049. I think he accidentally actually landed a punch on Ryan Gosling <laughs> and then hurt his hand. Um this time it's his shoulder working on Indiana Jones five. At least we know he's up in the action in this movie. He's, he was filming for a, a fight scene, I think, or something when it happened. You say that, um, but you or, also just or, said that he punched Ryan Gosling and ended up hurt. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so all I know is I hope that Harrison gets through this thing in one piece and we get a great film out of it. I don't know how much of a setback this is going to be. I haven't heard anything more about it. Um, you know, hopefully it won't. He won't be out too long with this one so yeah guys getting up there unfortunately these things are going to yeah. happen and you know they yeah. with him they with him they tend to do i don't know why <laughs> but mm-hmm. it just seems to have that cloud following him i guess but i i, I think it'll be okay i think we'll be all right yeah yep we can break and his leg and he broke his leg or something in star wars right in force awakens it was like his his ankle or his or something his like leg that or yeah. something yeah i think like the door on the Falcon like came down on him or something like that. So (laughs) Chewie were home. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) But that wraps it up for this week's news. And we're moving on to our main segment to review um, Loki so far. So believe it or not, we are halfway through Loki, um, which is a six-episode series. Um, the good news is each episode is you know longer than let's say most of the Mandalorian episodes or the uh, Wandavision episodes. You know, it's it's clocking in at like forty-five, at least 40, minutes 40, 40, 50 minutes ish. Yeah. Um, so um, you know, we're we're getting a lot out of it, but you know, I just thought we could just have a conversation about what our thoughts are on Loki so far. I don't know if you guys would prefer to go through each episode. It's good. It's good. You know, I've, I've enjoyed it. I, I I loved right from the beginning of the show, um, how it picked up right after that scene in Endgame left off when he, you know, took the, the Tesseract and, you know, where did he go? And we find out like where, where he ended up and he's immediately, where did he go? (laughs) he's immediately taken in by the tva Mm -hmm. um and i didn't i didn't see that coming you know i didn't expect that um and the the whole organization is very intriguing and interesting i think um and and some you know like how does the power certain powers don't work within the tva you know infinity stones have no power they use them as paperweights um there's there's still a lot of mystery surrounding the whole tva and everything yeah which to me is really intriguing i i said to to britney but they haven't figured I, I out like, batteries yet 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Batteries yeah. are still the Batteries. bane of their existence. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Charger tablets, people. Stinking batteries. <laughs> but I was telling Brittany the other night, I was like, this show is really unique. It's really unlike it anything I've seen before. It's really refreshing. Um, yeah, I don't know what some of your impressions are yeah, so far. But. I, I really love it. Um, it's, uh, last episode, is, uh, the third episode is a little, uh, you know, um, a little mad for me uh, in some spots, but I, I still liked it. Um, but the first two episodes I, I just fell in love with. Um, I love Miss Minutes as a character. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see a lot more of Miss Minutes because I, I just love... Uh, I forget who does her voice, but she, she's been in some other stuff as well. And uh, yeah, I love that. Actually, that I, I tweeted this from the podcast account, but that computer that was in the second episode where uh, Loki's kind of doing some... Um, oh, by the way... Uh, listeners, this is a full spoiler conversation, so if, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're not caught up, uh, you know, we're, we're like three days past the last episode, so you, uh, I think we're pretty clear here to do spoilers. Um, yeah. That little computer that Loki's sitting at that has Miss Minutes and she's kind of, you know, bouncing in and out. I want that as a toy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like those toys, like those interactive, like, like Star Wars has like the interactive Yodas or Grogu's or whatever. You know that you, you you touch the hand or do whatever, and then they'll mm-hmm. talk to you or you know play game, whatever that type of thing. I want that. I want a Miss Minutes computer toy that does that type of thing. I think that would be awesome because I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, that would be super okay. cool. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you want a Miss Minutes computer toy, and I want my WandaVision clue game. Okay, we want. Okay. Th- yeah, we want. Okay. <laughs> we are so on the line of toys. We want to give you money, Marvel. Us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, by the, yeah, by the way, that's and, uh, Tara, Tara Strong. Okay, thanks, thanks. Uh, Tara Strong. And uh, I think Owen Wilson, I know some people aren't a huge fan of Owen I love Owen Wilson. I like him. And especially think, in this show. I think he's perfect his, for this his, show. His chemistry with Tom Hiddleston, their banter oh, back and forth, yes. I think is I could watch that all day. Um, it's <laughs> fantastic. I could watch Owen Wilson with anybody all day. I think he just, I, I think he's, I think he's a great, like, complimentary character, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I just, I just think it works. You know, the thing, like, the, like, the even, uh, what was it? Was it High Noon that he did with Jackie Chan? I think so. Something like that. Some, something I, I just like love that. him in that type of role, you know, um, mm-hmm. Wedding Crashers is another one with him and Vince oh, Vaughn. Yeah, he's, he's just he's great, great at that type of, at that type of banter, you know, that type of role. And mm-hmm. I think that this was perfect for him, you know, working with, with Tom Hiddleston, like you said, uh, you know, yeah. kind of going back and forth with Loki. I think it was perfect. I agree. Yeah. Um, Nicole, what are, what are some things that kind of stand out to you? All right. So overall, because I'll go overall. Yeah. Over, overall for right now, just overall. impressions. <laughs> overall, I really am. I'm loving Loki. I'm really enjoying it. Um, Owen Wilson actually surprised me. I was not sure. I was like, okay, how's this really going to be? But the minute him and Tom Hiddleston started just they kicking it off of each other, I was like, oh man, this is perfect. Mobius. He's perfect for Mobius. Mm-hmm. So I, kudos because he did he surprised me and i really am liking it uh and i'm really actually enjoying this this series like i've enjoyed all through all the series so far that have come out this year i love it, it you have something for 
every fan, you know, every fan out there at this point because they just you have something. But um, yeah. overall, this is awesome, and I feel like again, I can go a lot of places with this, but I, I'm excited to see what's going to come for the last three. But I'm excited to see how many shows I'm going to be able to connect this with later and movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot going on. I mean, like, even with the TVA, how the TVA... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, and I've done, like, lots of research, and I'm like, wait, this can go to She-Hulk. This can go to Fantastic Four. This can go to Universe of Madness. This can go to Spider-Man. This can go to this. This can go to that. I'm, like, all day long. And then my brain even backpedaled today, which I'll talk about later, and that's about... um, Thanos you know I had a moment today where I went oh, wait a minute I had a thought that I hadn't had before in regards to that so I'm just it's it's really interesting how many shows like I thought WandaVision was going to connect to a lot but this one is like <laughs> yeah. let me show you and I've <laughs> oh, learned, my beer, let me show you <laughs> I've learned to trust your intuition on, on these things too <laughs> yeah so I, I yes. again I, 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 well and okay I'll I'll talk about She-Hulk when we, we get there so yeah, we talk about. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's good as far as overall impressions go. But why don't we get a little bit more specific and um, talk about some things we really love, some specific things we really are enjoying about the first three episodes um, of of Loki? So go for um, it, Josh. Yeah, I'll, I'll get us started off. Um, one of the things I really loved about it in the first episode, I really loved. Um, going because we had to keep in mind that this was like the 2012 loki you know (laughs) um fresh out of being the villain of the avengers film um and you know that that took some getting used to for me yeah um so i love the fact that in the first episode he was able to go back and look at these memories of 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 these things that that happened through the years um and you know and even up and I was hoping that he'd get to see this scene in the scene in Endgame when he basically sacrifices himself um, for the cause, for his brother, for, you know, for everything. Um, and, and just seeing that there is good to this character that, you know, he he's not just this always just this man of mischief. Like, um, you know, he's he's kind of good underneath. So um, I really like that. About that's the first one I'll I'll talk about from the first episode. That moment, I was like, I I might have had a tear or two. I was really, mm-hmm. I mean, especially with his mom, and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, you're okay, yeah. you're okay. Yeah, there was so, a yes, there was I a couple there. You know, like you said, with his mom, and then mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. himself, you know, seeing how this stuff played out, and like for, like I said, for me, it was a little weird to you know to think about that because I'm thinking, you know, this is. You know, this is the Loki that we that we know from everything that we've seen lately. But it's it's not. He's he doesn't know any of this stuff, and he's seeing mm-hmm. how you know it's kind of like, and it's got to be wild because like you think you're you're seeing how your life ends. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're seeing that has to be wild. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't thinking of it in that way. I was kind of thinking, okay, so he's. You know, kind of seeing this happen to himself again from a different perspective, but that's not what it was. It was, you know, it was him seeing into the future. You know, his 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 demise. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Adam, do you want to give us one next? Uh, in staying in the first episode, right? 
You don't have to, but no. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I already talked a little bit about some of the characters that I've really liked, but I, for me, I have to go back to that. I think because I've really been brought into this show by characters like Owen Wilson. I, you know, I, I want to. I hope it. I hope this isn't his only Marvel entry. I, I don't know how he would come back, but maybe we see the TVA again. You know, it'd be nice to see Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. We also don't know how this shakes out. Um, I think Nicole has a thought there. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Nicole has lots of thoughts. So, of course, I had my research, right? Because I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, who's Mobia? And, of course, he's connected with our Fantastic Four. So, there I'm really curious. We'll show back up mm-hmm. in the Fantastic mm-hmm. Um or any other any other ones because he really could show up. I mean, if yeah. he's the real Mobius, because you know there's lots of variants out there, and you never know. Yeah. So one other thing that I, I want to mention I, real quick is uh, the visual style of the show, and it's so you know, you have oh, the you beautiful. have the TVA that's almost like this like '60s espionage intelligence agency type type thing. Um, and then you get into Lamentus, which is a pure sci-fi world, and looks incredible. By the way, Lamentus just looks gorgeous. I love. I didn't love that they went there, but I love how it looked. Um, but the the whole again, this is cinema level stuff. We talked about this in Mandalorian. We've talked about this in Wandavision, in Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, you know, Disney Plus, these shows are just cinema quality level stuff, and you're getting this again in Loki. And uh, I love the TVA, I love how the TVA looks. Uh, it's so cool. It's you know, it's this retro futuristic type thing. Uh, and you see the city in the first episode. Um, it's so cool looking, and I don't know how to put it other than that. You know, it's unique, like you said, Josh, earlier. It, it's something that you don't really see a lot, but I mean, it's it's unique in a in a certain way. It's sci-fi in a certain way. It's retro in a certain way. It, it's really cool. Um, the train, like some of this, is almost like steampunk in a little in a little bit. Thinking kind of about the train in the last episode, you know, that type of stuff has some like steampunk vibes to it almost. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on the the visual style and everything. I I agree. It's going to be interesting when Emmy season rolls around. Like for once, could could Marvel and Star Wars take it all? You think? You think this is (laughs) the time? Really are. It's beautiful. (laughs) Like it's beautiful. It's like they're all going to be up against each other. I'm going to be like. Okay, so basically we all win, so we'll just go home now. Um, (laughs) Beyond that, though, I have to mention the music. The music is so good. I Mm -hmm. and of course, then I this past week I really had to start researching because when Marvel opened up that that third episode with it's a song called Demons. Actually, I had to look it up, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because beyond the first verse, that's all we hear. It's it's a very interesting song, but I I couldn't believe it. How wonderful this music, just like a Mandalorian, you know, beautiful job. The composing of that music was mm-hmm. gorgeous. And I think here it's so interesting how they're, they're even bringing old music back, like Dark Moon by Gail Storm. And I was just like, wow, this is just 
really interesting. And bravo to whoever did their homework to give us this wonderful range of music that goes along with it. And I do wonder sometimes, of course, is the music hints, you know, yeah. uh, especially this last one, you know, that when it, something's in the water and I went, wait, what? Oh, my water. I want to know what's in this water. I want to know what's going on. So um, I have to bring up the music because I feel like that's probably not one that gets talked about enough, but the yeah. music is awesome. I'm glad you said that because the soundtrack, the score itself has been great. Like you said, the, 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 the songs have been great. The, the third episode had that opening song. Loki sings that yeah. song on the train. It's almost like this, uh, you know, Norse Celtic type thing that was mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. Tom, yes. Hiddles, Tom Hiddleston that singing that. that part down. I did. I actually wrote that in my notes because he says when she sings, she sings come home. Now, I am very curious because I haven't heard a lot of people talking about that verse yet. That was actually my favorite scenes from this last episode was that part because mm -hmm. I was just laughing originally. I could not stop laughing. I was giggling. And then, of course, then, of course, that ends and the serious stuff happens. But um, mm -hmm. as far as the funny parts, my favorites. And I re when I was going back over it today, I was like, huh, interesting. Is that a clue? Did I miss that? Because a lot of people have not been talking about it. But if you watch her face, if you watch Sylvie's face, her face kind of gets dewy. It's Her eyes even are like kind of teary-eyed and it makes me wonder if it's something that he knows you know about her or if it's an a lullaby that maybe she once had heard that maybe that's why he's singing it because mm -hmm. she's interesting enough, the one who fell asleep and then he, she gets up and there he is singing and having this party right and then he's singing once she sings she sings come home and I can't help but to now think that that's our clue. And I, it's, sure. I'm just going to, yeah. it's, it's, it's a puzzle. Yeah. It's a piece mm -hmm. of the puzzle. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And then there's that end credit song, which I actually okay, really I like. <laughs> yep. Dark Moon. 19, Dark Moon. Yep. I think it's 1957. 1957 yep. Gale Storm. Yep. So hmm. uh, that's a really good song. Huh. Yeah. That, that one surprised me. So, but I have to ask you guys, because I can't wait. I can't hold anymore. What do you guys think of Sylvie? Do you think she's really Sylvie? Do you really think she's Loki or Lady Loki? I think she, I think she's really I'm, Sylvie. I I I, I mm -hmm. really I do think I th I think she's really Sylvie. I I don't think she's a Loki. I I think that the whole Loki is a kind of a misdirection thing. Like you know, um, I oh, think yeah. You know, in, in, in the comics, she has some relation to him, though. So, I mean, there might be some connection there. I don't know if they'll go comic route with this or if they'll kind of step away from that a little bit. Um, but I don't think she's a, a Loki variant like like the whole setup was. I, you know, I, I think she is Sylvie. You know, I think that's kind of how the Enchantress comes to be. I could kind of see this being Tom Hiddleston's exit from the MCU and uh, and Sylvie's entrance into the MCU. You know, kind of take take that place, that Loki-ish type place. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I I've really enjoyed her as a character from what we've gotten to know her more in, in you know the last part of the, the first, second episode, and then definitely more this episode. So. Um, I like the I like the character a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you, Adam. I think that she is Sylvie. I, I think that, and and again, I don't have a lot of comic background, so um, just based on what I'm aware of, um, I do you know think she she will maybe she becomes officially enchantress or whatever. Um, because they, mm-hmm. they talk, I mean, she, her whole thing is doing, they talk about her doing enchantments like all the time. So I, I, I think it's like, <laughs> you know, leading to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess one of my lingering questions is wh- what is a, they keep talking about these Loki variants. Like, it, is it like Loki in different, timeline like in different like in a multiverse like in different timelines is he like traveling to places he shouldn't be in time like i guess i'm just that's one of my lingering questions like what is a loki variant exactly that's you know kind of that's that's what i was feeling is it was you know loki causing mischief in different timelines you know right right yeah well, so before we switch topics, I want to throw this out about Sylvie real quick before we go TVA, because I feel like that's where we're about to head with Loki variants. Uh, T- Sylvie, though, it's interesting because they did change her last name in comparison to what the comic book is. Um, and I'm with you on the Enchantress this last time. Every time they said Enchantment, I'm like, mm-hmm. this has got to be Enchantress. Yeah, you know, right. and I've heard, of course, like, oh, it's, a, it's the Lady Loki and it's Enchantress. It's together and they're combining her and creating mm-hmm. a could, whole new character. I'm be, like, it could be. Hi. It, it um, could be. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with her. Although mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm with you on this. What is a Loki variant? Right. Now, when I looked at the TVA, though, they did not call, if you look it up on the Marvel stuff, they do not call it a variant yet there. So they've not changed all the, not every fandom thing has its wording changed. On there, they actually say clone, and of course, my brain went, "Oh my gosh, are they really pulling a Star Wars, or did they like go away from the word clone and come up with variant?" Because yeah. we think of clone, yeah. clones, we instantly think of Star Wars. So, right. but it was interesting. I did look it up, and it does talk about um, for the TVA, which was actually in Thor, September eighteen. Oh, by the way. 1986. Let me mark the TVA, Josh. Okay. Okay. In Thor. Yes. Number 371. But they had mentioned in this uh, article from Marvel that they talked about them as clones, not as variants. Hmm. That's interesting. You're special. 1986 and we're on 86. 86. Hey. You guys are welcome that I did my homework today. Yeah. Yeah. Good homework. Yeah. I did homework for this. But, um, I thought that was really interesting, it is, but I like, yeah. I like, I do like the change. If that is one of the simple changes, that's something I can live with because yeah. it does take us away from the star Wars feel of a clone mm-hmm. to, and yeah. just, I don't know. It just, it's a change of perspective. And I think that right, helps. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. with yeah. the TV. So very interesting. Uh, and, and yeah. TVA, oh, I've got plenty to talk about on that. Well, well, let's, 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 I'm ready. Let's talk TVA. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. getting the feeling from talking to you in Discord and all that. I don't think you trust them too much, right? I have been saying this from day one. Okay, first time I saw it, I said I don't like them. Something's not right. I don't trust them. Yeah, there's Something's something off with right. the TVA, and there's something off with the timekeepers too. And I wonder if the timekeepers even exist. If they're if the timekeepers are a lie, 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, if there's something mm-hmm. else going on behind the scenes and the timekeepers have kind of been made up as a, uh, mm-hmm. figurehead for lack of a better word, uh, yeah. you, you know, uh, you can't, you, you, you make this, you make this up, whoever's behind this makes this up and then kind of sets it into motion. And then you have your disciples that just follow what you say. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of what the TVA ended up being. And then I'm wondering who's pulling the strings behind pulling the strings because I don't think it's actually these timekeeper entities that they say that it is. Yeah, I think that's a really okay. good call. Yeah, I think that's a real possibility. Okay, I'm so excited. Go for I, it. I got, I'm <laughs> y'all, I'm going to blow. Okay, so a couple of big things with TVA. We have Ravona, uh, how do I say her name properly? Ra- Ra- how do you say it? Ravona Renslayer, right? Yeah, that Did sounds right? about right. Yeah. If I, if I messed it up. And I have, I have said from the beginning, I don't, I don't trust her. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. Okay. Right. Now in the comics, because I again look at my research, she of course is very much known to have been a love interest of King. And King yeah, is also in the dynasty and stuff. Yeah. And he's gonna be in the Ant Man in the next Ant Man and Wasp movie. Yep. So I think we could possibly see her go there. That's why I said Loki could go so many directions. He could this so many characters could be in so many other shows that are coming up. And it's really interesting because so this is what my thought was today. When I rewatched that first episode, so, you know, we get that beginning, right, of, of them at the, you know, Endgame and things like that, right? Loki, goodbye. And he gets in front of her for the first time, and he's like, well, what about Thanos? Why is he? Why does the Avengers? And, you know, of course, we've heard different theories, but my brain went, maybe that's because they wanted to get rid of, of one of the other bigger villains because there's the bigger villain that's coming. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, you, and I think I think it could be Kang. I think I think Kang is actually a really good guess. And there, there's actually I, I some really images did. floating around that that makes the TVA really look like mm-hmm. Chronopolis, which is the city of Kang. And it, hmm. it, when you right. look at them side by side, it's really interesting. Like it, it, it looks, it looks on the mark. And doing the research today, uh, there was something about King the Conqueror, also part of the King Dynasty, and it had something to do with the TVA. So I really think, even if he doesn't show up here, I think this might. I think she could easily segue mm-hmm. into being a character in the Ant Man the Wasp. We'll see if I'm correct. I might not be. But I think it's a really good theory. But I had that moment today for the first time, and I hadn't had it yet about Thanos going, they had to take down Thanos first for Kang to become bigger. And, of mm-hmm. course, Loki was part of that. Loki's also a time, sh- you know, he's a shapeshifter. He's also the one who can cross right. the different lines. Unlike most of the Avengers, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Captain America couldn't do that mm-hmm. as much as I love him. He-, he couldn't do that until they had all the stones. Mm-hmm. But Loki... Good. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm right. But yeah. I think I think they had to take down the bigger bad mm-hmm. yeah. to get to the bigger. I think there was another one lurking and we just missed it until at least mm-hmm. I think until now. Yeah. I think I, it was there. You know, as Agnes says, all along. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you on the Kang thing. I, I think that's a really good call. I think that's a really good bet. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting oh, stuff. Sorry, of course, I'm this just is- so excited. 
No, and, and, and like you said, this is a great gateway for this type of stuff because, you know, we're talking about Kang now, and like we said, we know that that's coming up in Ant-Man and the Wasp, whatever that new one is called. Um, so we know that that's coming, and this would be a great way to introduce right. that, you know? So, right. like you said, mm -hmm. this could this show could really be a gateway to a lot of different things, one of them being that. Before I forget. Because I don't want to forget. Because when I did the information, I know I'm crazy. I'm no, no, I love it. I love it. The this is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Originally, it was the She-Hulk, which I would like the special oh, okay. note. She-Hulk was okay. supposed to be an original Endgame, and of course, they did not. They're not bringing She-Hulk until eventually here soon. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is, right? I mean, eventually we'll get it all. Um, hopefully. So. It, it's just really interesting because when I saw that, I was like, so technically she's Loki or technically is supposed to be She-Hulk doing this, but Loki instead, which one more thing before we, we, I have to go back to location because you mentioned location earlier. Okay. Um, where the TVA is, because this is yeah. how it relates to TVA. That is also how I think it's going to be connected to the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Could that also possibly be part of the you quantum, like a quantum leap thing? Interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. And of course, this has lots of WandaVisions of vibes all over it. Right. Nexus and that other stuff. But again, there's so many connections to so many other movies and shows. I mean, I could probably list them all, but we'll be here yeah. for a couple more hours. So, yeah, I, I, I get okay, the feeling. I get yeah. the feeling that the TVA is kind of like, <clears throat> I don't even know how to say this, like outside of time and space. Like it's like mm -hmm. a different realm or uh, dimension or dimension something. or plane yeah. of existence mm -hmm. or something like yeah um like I like I I kind of get the vibe like even as as you get down to the quantum realm thing I go back to the Infinity Stones like I I feel like they would still kind of be affected by that you know if if they're still within the that that type of thing but if if the TVA is like outside of everything in some different dimension, then I think that that would make more sense in my head. Um, mm -hmm. That infinity stone thing still gets me. <laughs> like, it, it's, it still gets me. Like, it, I, I, like I, for me to make that work in my head, it has to be outside of everything else that's happened so far. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I think we'll I definitely get an explanation for that. I hope, I, yeah. hope, I hope, I hope. But I keep thinking when I think thought about those infinity stones, and I still think about it this way now. I feel like those infinity stones were taken to be abused, to be misused. You know to what I mean? Like, did you hurt them? Oh, well, they have a focus chip. Oh, look, they have this. Oh, they look that. Or it's from people that are there, actually there now, and they are variants. That was another thing. Is oh, a TVA. Yeah, when I looked right, it up, they right. cloned the people. Okay. So that means we're creating. So people were having more people on top of people, you know? Right. So, I mean, you know, we, we talk about clones with cams, so you get what I'm saying, gentlemen. <laughs> so um, just a shout out there on that one. Uh, but it's true. So that's when I, when I found out that, that they were in the original comics that they were cloning. So that means like these variants. So the people there are probably clones or they're variants because they changed the wording. Right. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. That will be interesting to see if I'm correct, but I, I think I am. But it seems interesting that they're going that route. 
and how it's going to work. Because I really, like, that's why I said with Mobius, I'm like, is he really Mobius or is he a variant of himself? You know, mm -hmm. is all those people. What about Miss Minutes? Is Miss Minutes really Miss Minutes or is she going to all of a sudden pop up to be like just a secretary, somebody somewhere <laughs> down in the South? <laughs> okay. Right. okay. I, I, we all know about the Southern accents and I just want to know where does she come from? Because she does not sound like <laughs> <laughs> no, so I want to know. I, I think that this minutes is a variant, and I think that uh, yeah. or a clone. If you want to get the comic sure. books, mm -hmm. sure. So I'm really interested. I don't even your guys' take. You know, where are these variants? Are they all these people that are at the TVA? Are they really real? Right, clones, variants. Are they something else? So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we got, you know, we got some new information in, in the third Ooh. episode about at right. least about like Mobius and the, are they all considered Minutemen or is that their title or are they, am I right mm -hmm. on that? Or? Yes. Well, um, and if you look and, up and the then, current, if you yeah, look I, up the current, there is like a whole list of the current people and one's for love, one's for kindness, one's for this and one's for that. And it's really interesting, but it also does list Minutemen and it says current. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of curious how that works because I'm like, well, how does that work with Endgame and Infinity and all this other stuff? How does that work? Or even to WandaVision, mm -hmm. how does that work? Does that, does that tell us that's what's in the future? Because Loki couldn't take him down. Dang it. <laughs> or what? So. Right. Something interesting. That's what my challenge is. I'd say look up that because that was some really interesting. I did not write that all out because it is literally, it's a long list. Mm -hmm. Current TVA members. I'll just go yeah, to Miss Manus voice. That's easy. <laughs> I can do that. And, and we know that, you know, Mobius was convinced that he was created by the TVA, but then, you know, it's kind of revealed, I think, is it by Sylvie? Who's, is it her, she who says that they're, yes. they're actually they're all variants or, yeah. Um, and that's another reason why I don't believe she's possibly Loki either. Like, well, first of all, she hates being called Loki. <laughs> she's like, what? don't call me that. <laughs> don't call me Loki. I'm not a variant. Mm -hmm. She's already said it. Okay, well, and I guess we're supposed to be getting more variants coming up. So, Okay. I look at it as a shape shifting personally because that's just how I kind of look at it. I feel like he can shape shift. So, mm -hmm. or take over somebody's mind for a half a minute and then go on his business. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I guess this brings me to my next, my next question, unless you guys had more like specific positives that you wanted to talk about, but I, I was wondering if there was anything that you're not liking about, about the show, or if there's any, any negatives you have or anything like that. That we're not getting ten episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like that's a joke, but I feel like they could, especially my one little nitpick. Well, two two nitpicks. The first was uh, I talked about it on the show before, but the whole Infinity Stone thing, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, but then this third episode, I felt like it was a side mission in a relatively short series, and you know now we have to carry this over into another episode. So you were taking two episodes to get them off Lamentus, and you know th there's some really really good character building there. Um, I think they could have done that in a different way, and still not felt like this was kind of set apart from what's what's happening, you know, in the actual story. Um, 
but I think ten episodes, like you said, Nicole, or nine, or whatever they've done with you know Wandavision or whatever, um, could have really helped uh, this series. You know, have it give it a little bit more breathing time. So, and I don't know if that was a whole COVID casualty or what, um, but um, but I I do think that it could have gone for a few more episodes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that one. Um, Nicole, you have any negatives other than that or? Um, I, I wish we had another episode or two. I, I, I'll touch on the infinity stone thing again. You know, I can kind of see, and I can, I do understand because a lot of people will be like, if they're just sitting in the drawer, then why did we lose some of our favorite characters? Yeah. It just and felt I like that. it really, so I, I, yeah. It right. just felt like the last slap 20 the years was. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like Iron Man. Yeah, like Black what was Widow. it all for? And it was like they're they're right. worthless exactly. now. Like so, what was it all for? I, I, yeah. <laughs> but to me, so I, I see it I'm as just... these are completely different Infinity Stones. To me, you know, the, these are Infinity Stones. They've probably had to yeah. pull out of different timelines for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but the, like, that, but the idea yeah. of how they said it, you know, like oh, it's like all Infinity Stones are just like paperweights, you know, for, for the like it just right. didn't matter to them at all, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. It. And now, and a good question though now comes with those Infinity Stones. We say that they pulled them out, but we wonder why would they pull them out? Again, if we do really have a bigger bad than Thanos coming, which we know we're coming, okay? So mm-hmm. let's just say I'm right in it being king. Why did they pull them out at certain times? Why did they do that? You know what I mean? And I hope that we'll get those answers by the end of the season. It, it, um, I, I will say this. It has set up some weird questions like that. That's that's you know there's definitely some time and uh space questions that it it is set up that i hope it answers because there's some weird holes right well i I mean thinking about the function um thinking about the function of the the tva i would have to my answer to that question would have to be that somebody was using the infinity stones for purposes that put the timeline out of whack, you know, or, or, or something like that, you know, and, and that needed to be corrected. Um, but because, because we know that but what about what Thanos did, kind of you know, like, because the, because it didn't, that didn't affect, like that didn't go outside of like, for whatever reason, the, the what main like timeline, you know what I mean? Like the TVA is all about things that go outside of that one main like timeline, at least to me. But if the TVA is bad and abuses right. their power, I mean, again, I think they really did. I think they took out the, now I really do uh, really believe they took out Thanos because they, that's why they wanted, well, the Avengers took out Thanos. So that was one less thing that King had to do. Could be. So yeah, one less yeah, thing. I could, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Just uh, <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I, they explain that because again, I don't want, I don't want fans to, I, I see where everyone's kind of at that now, but beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, as far as negatives go, um, yeah, just the, the third episode, I didn't love it as much as I did the, the first two. Um, just for the same reasons Adam said, like I, I felt like it didn't really push the story forward too much. And like, we got one reveal about the, um, Minutemen being variants and everything, but other than that, we didn't we didn't get new information or anything that pushed the story forward. And we're still on this planet, and 
you know, we didn't, we didn't find a way out of that situation. So that's going to carry over to, you know, I basically echo everything Adam said about it. Um, I also didn't love the and, whole, we got to recharge our tablet <laughs> like that. It's just a weird yeah. storyline. I don't know. It was, it was a weird yeah. plot point. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, right now, having seen the episode, I don't, maybe only once, I think, um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the Sylvie character at this point. If she, she the first watch, at least she, the character fell a little flat for me, but, but I, I, th- I think that could potentially change. Um, but yeah, those would be my only negatives um, about the about the show. Other than that, I, I've really been enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. So, given that, um, any predictions or potential connections, anything that you know we might see or want to see in the in the final three episodes, Nicole. <laughs> I know you got a few. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to start. <laughs> okay, so connections. I'm going to start with connections because I feel like that is where I'm going. One, um, I think it's going to connect to Damon and Lost, I've already mentioned because of King. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, um, I, I think this is obviously going to. They brought up Multiverse of Madness, and I do believe Multiverse, so I really believe that this is going to also be a Multiverse. Mm-hmm. I think this could also up to She-Hulk somehow. I think it could lead up to possibly Fantastic Four. I think it could also lead up to even um, Hawkeye, because that series is yet to come out, but it seems it's coming, so I feel like something somehow, haven't gotten there yet on the tie, but there's something to me that's saying something. Loki could be connected to so many things, really, because there's just so much. I have not figured out with Shang-Chi yet, with that one, right. other than that, I thought that was more connected with Falcon and Captain America. I mean, Winter Soldier, sorry. This really does have a lot of WandaVision vibes, though, to me. So I, yeah, other than is, next multiverse, mm-hmm. there's just been a lot of things where I'm like, wow, that's very WandaVision-ish. And, it, and I've always said, like, we really thought we were going to get a bigger bad other than Ag- Agatha Harkness in WandaVision. So I... I kind of now I'm like really watching, you know, and it'll be interesting to see the next three because then I can really pick it up maybe a little bit more, but you know, maybe I missed it in the WandaVision part. The one thing I might have missed in WandaVision that it connects to it. Um, I want to see the infinity stones kind of get more explained beyond that, you know, just to retouch on that. But beyond that, I'm ready. I'm ready to be, uh, to be surprised. I want to be blown away. Cause again, I, my intuitions have been pretty right on with WandaVision and, and Falcon and uh, uh, winter soldier. So I, I, I'm just excited for the rest of the series and to see what I get correct, what I missed out on. And in a few months, when they say this one scene was supposed to happen with Dr. Strange, I can say, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I knew the bragging rights. Yeah. thank you nicole um no i mean i just echo what she said i mean she summed it up pretty good because i I think i think for me kang is the is kind of where my money is i I think that feels right i think that's a good i think that's a good bet so i'm 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 going kang you want to borrow that poker chip from the from where Put that on there. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Put your money right in that bin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like it. Um, I can't argue with it because I, I've said this before. Um, 
when it comes to Star Wars, like that's my thing where I like I do the prediction thing. I get all into it. I read up on it. I, you know, mm-hmm. with Marvel, I, you know, because I'm not a comic reader and I don't know this information, like I just tend to sit back and just I'm along for the ride. So I'm basically along for the ride with this. But um, I really want to see like what the TVA is all about. Um what the answers are behind that organization, maybe how they got started and what their kind of end game is. And then also like with Sylvie's character, like um, what is she trying to accomplish? Is Loki going to be um, for her or need to be against her at some point? Um, How is Loki's character going to end up? Like, is this going to be the end for that character or, um, or not? Um, So, you know, just those types of things I really want to see. I, I have to touch on it. I real quick, two more quick things. Uh, comic book reading. You know, again, I have a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I kind of started getting in finally just a few years ago. I didn't get into them to adult. Uh, and of course, the ones I have the most are of are Marvel. So mm-hmm. it's been really interesting. But WandaVision is the first one that made me really go. Oh, ooh, I could not yeah, wait. Right. And of course, the first one I picked to look at was the original from 1982. So I get you on that, mm-hmm. but I, I yeah. not stop eating it. But I forgot to mention, you know, we do have Thor, Love and Thunder coming. And then we also, of course, have Guardians of the Galaxy, which I expect Thor will probably, I assume he's going to be in both. I assume. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of yeah. curious. Loki's his brother. Will we see some dimensions of him? in either or um and of course we also have star lord's dad and that stuff hasn't yet started coming in just yet i'm trying to think i've heard some different theories out there about him with all this but i remember but i feel like that also could be another connection i mean come on thor loki they kind of go together so yeah unless they really do him off yeah, I'd like to see them together again. I'll, yeah. I'll just say sorry to Jennifer now when she watches this. We're sorry. It wasn't <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but it's true. I do wonder where he will be at within within that. Or, I mean, it, it, it's either the end of, for Tom Hilson or it's it's him opening up another way for him to go. Because the TVA says mm-hmm. that's for him. What if we yeah. get a shock? What if we get the surprise that... Oh, by the way, because she shapeshifted and because now he knew how he was going to die. What if he is able to now mm-hmm. go around that? Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That now that could that that would bring at least a, a smile back to Jean for space because Lord knows that she's already so sad because Iron Man and it should have been Nebula that took him down and no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> now that's a big difference from the books comic books to that that was a very big difference yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) so well hey i really enjoyed no 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 No. reason to apologize (laughs) 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 um but yeah i've enjoyed chatting about these first three episodes of loki with you guys i'm excited Mm -hmm. to watch the next three and then maybe have a chat again about about that at that time coming back in in three episodes nicole yeah oh absolutely you guys want to have me back i'll come I'll talk. Right. We'll see how right I am. Let's, we'll see how close yes. I get. Let's, let's see if it. your predictions mm-hmm. were accurate. Let's book it right now. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to episode 86. Thank you, Nicole, for joining us. And I'm going to give you some time right now to plug whatever you're involved in and your writing and your Twitter account and all Instagram, all that stuff. So go for it. All that fun stuff. Well, I'm Nicole, and you can find me actually on Facebook at Peace Love Disney with Jennifer, who is also my co-admin, uh, Twin Sons Outpost, where I do some article writing as well well as peace love star wars at least currently on twitter so you can find me there yep. and thank you so very much guys this was a lot of fun i i can't wait for in three weeks we'll see if i'm still peace love star wars <laughs> by then or where i'm at in the fandom world but beyond I, that this was awesome. great well you know i really enjoy your enthusiasm and excitement about these marvel shows and it, it, it i'm always learning new things from you about them as well so it's always it's always great having you on with us i will echo every word Don't of ask that how I, I love having you on nicole so you are welcome anytime you want to come on and for sure we'll definitely at least three weeks we'll, we'll be doing this again with you so thank you for joining us so much we really appreciate it uh, for everyone out there, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you check us out on your favorite podcast app. If you're on one that lets you leave a review, please do so, because that helps us get out to more and more people. We are continuing our Discord watch parties, and we're still doing double headers. Those have been actually working out pretty good time-wise uh, with Bad Batch and Loki. So join us on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern in our Discord server. The links for that are in the show notes and on the website as well. That website is from a certain point of view.com. There you can find a bunch of blog articles and links to reach out to us if you have any questions or show topics. Uh, the other places you can find us are on our socials, which are Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are at certain POV pod. Facebook page is from a certain point of view. Our email address is certain POV pod at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail on our brand new voicemail line. That's 724 901 1783. If you have any questions or if, if you have any reactions to the first three episodes of Loki that you want to get out there and let us know about, please leave us a voicemail. Let us know what your uh, thoughts on the first three episodes are. If you have theories, we want to hear all those. So please leave us a voicemail. We would love to play that on the show. Uh, once more, that number is 724-901-1783. And we are part of the wonderful, awesome Red 5 Network. Uh, make sure you check out Red Five Network on Twitter and on the uh, on the uh, internet at red5network.com. Uh, this week, I want to showcase the Star Wars journey with Ashley and Brandy. That's another Red Five Network podcast. Uh, Ashley and Brandy are two girls venturing into a galaxy far, far away. They're set on rewatching the entire Star Wars canon and talking about everything Star Wars. Uh, their most recent episode is uh, their 17th show, and they're talking about the Bad Batch episodes 4 through 7. So check them out as well. You can find them on Twitter at Ashley. That's uh, Ashley with an E-Y and Brandy with an I. So Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, and Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I. Uh, check them out on Twitter. And uh, subscribe to the show and give them a listen. They're doing some really cool stuff over there and... Uh, you can find me on the internet at the gauze 85 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at JediJarJar1722, and I would like to recommend our YouTube channel as well from a certain point of view. Um, if you have kids or just enjoy the Disney animated features, um, we recently did a review on the movie Loki. Uh, I was about to say Loki. Um, <laughs> Luca. Nope, not that one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Luca on our YouTube channel. And thank you once again, as always, as always, for joining us on this episode 86 of our podcast. And of course, everything we said today was 100% true. Nicole, finish it out for me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for pointing us from a certain <laughs> point of view. There you go. <laughs>